Welcome in, everybody, to the Mullin' It Over podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mullen, with me, Jesse Crittenden. On here, it says Brandon Drum. Jesse, is this the hijacking or what's going on, man? I need to know. Well, I told you before we started recording, you know, as as viewers will know, Brandon Drum is our, our fearless co-publisher, along with him and Parker Thune. And, you know, I just celebrated my year, my uh, year anniversary at OU Insider. So I figured now is the time to start my gradual plot to overtake Brandon. And yeah. it starts it starts with using his utilizing his Zoom and getting his name when I hop in on Zoom calls. That's that's the first step. But I've got a long list of I got a long list of steps to go. Yeah, I mean, and like you just said, this is a year in planning, right? So who knows where we'll be a year from now. I mean, I might be calling you boss. You might have fired me by that point. I don't <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens, but what I know right now is that Oh, you basketball's in trouble. And you and Brody, you guys are the two experts around here. So I need to talk to somebody. Like I told you all, mulling over. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk basketball. We might talk tennis. I like tennis. We're going to talk a little bit of everything. But today, the biggest question is OU men's basketball. March Madness, I don't know. We'll see. Jesse, he has all the answers. He's the guy who knows it all. So let's get it started, man. This team was number nine in the nation in January. Everybody thought, oh, my goodness. Oklahoma men's basketball, like they're good this year. Maybe not win the Big 12, but they could make a run. This could be another sweet 16 year. I mean, that was the expectation. Since then, they've lost seven of their last 12. What happened? It's it's a good question. I think it's a big question. Uh, the, the big thing really is, I think th- as OU had success uh, during the non-conference and then they opened Big 12 play against Iowa State uh, and won that game, I, I think there was still... What we've seen the last two years, or the first two years under Porter Moser, is yeah they get some wins, but the Big Twelve is a gauntlet, man. It's it's a gauntlet, and we've said it and said it and said it. But it's a gauntlet, and it's not because it's the best league in the country, and it's not just because there's so much talent, but it's because there's no every game is so hard, every game is such a battle. And the last two years, last year in particular, we saw this team kind of wilt down the stretch and you could just see them get beat up. And I think we've kind of seen that again this year, man. Now I will say this year's team is better than the last two years. This is easily Porter Moser's best team since he's been in Oklahoma. And look, they're already at 18 wins. They finished with 15 last year. Uh, They finished with 19 his first year, Um, but that includes the big 12 tournament and even the NIT. So I think it's, it's hard because I think this team is still is better, but we've seen again, you know, look at this last week where they got beat up at Baylor, a game that yeah, after halftime was never close. And then against Kansas, they're they're missing two guys. They're missing Rivaldo Sores and John Hughley. And Rivaldo Sores in particular has arguably been OU's best player since conference play began. And without those guys, you know, OU had a big first half lead, but in the second half, they just got beat up. And I think the other thing is we we heard during the offseason, and Porter said it before the season started, that the goal was to get more athletic. The goal was to play faster. Porter Moser's teams historically have played really slow. They slow the tempo, and that puts the focus on knocking down shots and not turning the ball over. Well, that was that was the case to start the year. Oh, you did play faster. They got out more in transition. But I think in conference play, there has been this clash of 
this roster is more athletic and they need to play fast, but it's kind of reverted back to playing really slow. And this team has not been hitting shots and they've been turning the ball over. And again, it's like the roster and Porter Moser's ideologies aren't really again fitting. So I think there's a lot of ways to answer it. I mean, JV McCollum has not simply put has not been the guy they were hoping he would be, or, or he's not the guy that, show like that showed that he could be the number one option on this team during non-conference play. He hasn't been good enough. Otega away hasn't taken the jump in year two that some were expecting. So there's a lot of big things and a lot of little things, but the reality is after last week, losing back-to-back games like that, Oklahoma, this is, they're in a really tough spot. They are in a tough spot. So we talk about the big 12, right? The gauntlet that it is. You and I were talking before the show, obviously the end of the season isn't the most friendly. We're going to talk about that later in some March Madness talk. But with the tournament, what does this team need to do to make a run in it? Speaking Big 12 tournament, the conference tournament. It's so it's so interesting because I think I think there's a lot of things they need to do, but the re, but the reality, like they're they're not only in a tough spot, they're in an interesting spot because despite losing two games, despite them now being six and seven in the Big Twelve, they're eighteen and eight overall. They're still projected as a decent seed in the NCAA tournament. I think ESPN yesterday had them as a number eight seed, so they're still in a decent they're still in decent shape. The thing that makes it interesting is that is contingent on them ending the regular season in a decent way. And I think the I think the magic number for them, they're at 18 wins right now. I think the magic number for them is 20. I think if they get to 20 wins, they've got five games left. I think if they get to 20 before the Big 12 tournament, they're in. I think that takes the pressure off of what do they need to do in the Big 12 tournament because the ultimate goal is making the NCAA tournament. That is, bar none, nobody on this roster has ever made it to the NCAA tournament. Porter Moser has not made it at OU. They've just got to. They just got to get there. So, in terms of what do they have to do, to me that that starts at looking at the rest of their schedule. And you've got Oklahoma State on Saturday in Stillwater. Uh, you've got at Iowa State, who has been a completely different team since OU played them in early January. Uh, then you come home against number two Houston. <laughs> Good lord, that's a gauntlet. Uh, then you get home against Cincinnati. Then you go to Texas to end the regular season. To me, Oklahoma State and Cincinnati are must-wins. It, you just have to win those games. And that puts to where, and I said this before we started recording, this Oklahoma State game on Saturday is, I don't even think it's arguable as the biggest game that, it's the it's the biggest game of the Porter Moser era at Oklahoma. So much rides on them getting a win there. Because uh, if they don't win that, all of a sudden you look at the rest of their schedule and you're like, where did, how are they getting to 20 wins? Are they going to get a, Are they going to get a win in Ames? Are they going to beat Houston? I, I just, are they going to go to Texas and win a team that beat them by 15 at the Lloyd Noble center? So, and all that comes to, they just, they've got to hit shots. They, they're not getting enough from JV McCollum. They're not getting enough from Otega away. Their, their big man rotation has been, uh, it's been lacking, especially without John Hughley. Sam Godwin struggled with foul trouble. Luke Northweather's a freshman. Right? So that big man rotation has just been rough. There, there's a lot of things they need to do, but to me it starts with they got to win the games they're supposed to win, and they should win on Saturday against an Oklahoma State team that's not very good. And that's why it's weird. Like, I'm not fully panicking yet if I'm an OU fan. Not yet. Because if you win on Saturday, you're in decent shape. 
if you lose that game, I'm pretty nervous. I, I think I'm hitting a 10. I'm hitting a, on a scale one to 10. I'm hitting a 10 if they lose on Saturday. I was going to say that kind of feels like it has, like it is the backbreaker if they were to lose, right? Oklahoma State 11 and 14. Them or West Virginia, they're battling it out for the worst team in the conference. You lose that one. Obviously, it's a road game, but it's just kind of tough to see those wins. I mean, as you said, Iowa State, probably not going to happen. Let's just assume they don't win that game. You then go into March, Houston. Probably another good assumption that they don't win that game. Cincinnati, they already beat Cincinnati once. They won in Cincy. They should probably win that. I would say that's a fair take. Would you agree with me, Jesse? I would say they should. They should win that game. That's fair. Yes. So then you go to Texas. To me, you, you don't want your season, and obviously the Big 12 tournament can change a lot, but you don't want your season's life really to be riding on that trip to Austin. And that's what happens if you lose on Saturday against Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, absolutely. And to me, because this isn't this isn't just semantics. This isn't just making an assertion that they're in trouble. You look at the last two years. So two years ago, they were among the first four out. And they finished after the Big 12 tournament, which included a run to the Big 12 tournament championship. They finished the Big 12 tournament. They were 18 and 15. They were 7 and 11 in the conference. So 18 wins, 7 conference wins. Where are they at right now? 18 wins, six conference wins. So, like, that's why, to me, the magic number is 20. Going into the Big 12 tournament, the magic number is 20. If you can get to 20 before then, you feel good. If you're at 19 or fewer, all of a sudden, you've got to make a run in the Big 12 tournament. You've got to win probably two games minimum at the Big 12 tournament if you finish with less than 20 wins. So, that's, again, that comes back to... Oklahoma, you're not going to get – but the hard part, too, is OU hasn't won in Stillwater under Porter Moser. You look at that game at the Lloyd Noble Center a couple weeks ago when Oklahoma State came to town. Not only did Oklahoma eke that game out and what was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. It was 66, It was awful. It was terrible. And look, some Big 12 games look like that where they just become – a they're just gross almost to watch. And at some point, you just have to get a win. But that was a game Oklahoma State could have won. Easily, Oklahoma State could have won that game, and so not so there. And also, Oklahoma State, their three conference wins this year, Saturday home games, all three of them, afternoon Saturday home games. This is a three o'clock tip off on a Saturday in Stillwater. So not only is this a game that Oklahoma has to win, has to, has to, has to. It's not a given that they win this game, and so I just. Again, it's going to come down to they, they've got to get more scoring from from their backcourt. They've got to they need Rivaldo Suarez back, but they they need JV McCollum and Milo Shuzan and Otega Owe to step up. I mean, I mean, JV and, and Otega are both shooting under thirty seven percent during conference play from the field. They're both shooting under twenty six percent from three. Some t- at some point you can do all the big picture stuff in the world. You can you can rebound. You can not turn the ball over. You can do all that stuff. You can play good defense. At some point you got to hit shots, and consistently this Oklahoma team has been inconsistent at hitting shots, and they've got to do that on Saturday. Yeah, and that's the big thing, right? Like you just said, it's just the inconsistencies. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a believer. Everybody is who watches college basketball. It's about getting hot at the right time, right? Going into March hot, whatever. This team has gotten cold at the wrong time. That, that's just what it simply comes down to. I mean, this game on Saturday, it'll be a big one. But talking about the Big 12 tournament, 
the Big 12 Conference, they announced what the bracket would look like, obviously, as we know, um, if it were to start today. OU Cincy round one. That was the projection as of three days ago. How does that matchup look? And then the second round would be Iowa State. Do you see any way this team would get through? As you said earlier, they might need two wins. What's the likelihood of that happening? Yeah, it's so hard because, again, like, it's – I think where Oklahoma could finish or where they could be seeded heading into the Big 12 tournament could fluctuate quite a bit. I mean, if they lose their final five games, they're going to be a 12th seed or lower. Right. Almost certainly. If they get a couple of wins, that that could change their trajectory too. So, but it's also funny because with that projections you just laid out with with what the Big Twelve released, that wouldn't be a bad path for Oklahoma. Now, look, Iowa State. I don't think this is the same Iowa State team that Oklahoma played a couple of months ago. This is a different Iowa State team. They've been one of the best teams in the Big Twelve, bar none. Um, if anybody watched that Iowa State Houston game on Monday, that was a game in Houston. I was really now Houston won that game by eight. But I was really impressed by Iowa State. And even just watching good. that game, they did. And that game was in Houston. And I came away from that game really impressed by Iowa State in a way that I wasn't impressed by them watching them at the Lloyd Noble Center. And again, they're a top 10 ranked team, so it's not easy. But I I mean, one of Oklahoma's road wins, one of their two is a game they won at Cincinnati. And I actually thought that was a game Oklahoma looked pretty good. That was one of their best wins of the year. So... I, I'm going to be curious to see what happens when Oklahoma goes to Ames and if that changes how I feel about that potential setup in the Big 12 tournament. But I just – I don't think you want Oklahoma to get going against uh, Houston. I don't think you want them going against Kansas. Now, Oklahoma has been competitive against Kansas, but historically, the last several decades, that's a that's just not a good matchup for Oklahoma. Um, I don't, you don't want them to play – you don't want them to play Baylor. Baylor beat the crap out of them. <laughs> last week you don't want him to play Baylor um I, I think TCU has always been a tough matchup for Oklahoma their, their game in Fort Worth a few weeks ago I think showed that that was just uh, TCU overwhelmed Oklahoma with their athleticism so all that being said there's not there's no such thing as a good matchup because you could even look at West Virginia or Oklahoma State and I'm not necessarily looking at either of those games as games Oklahoma would certainly win so there's not an easy game but if that ended up being the path you would feel pretty good about Oklahoma and their, their chances at least, especially because we might be sitting in a reality where they need at least one tournament win, if not two to get into the NCAA tournament. So, but the other part of it and the last part of it is this Oklahoma team, they've shown they can be competitive against almost anybody. It's consistency has been their problem. And again, their inability at times to, to hit shots. I mean, they only made four shots against Kansas last Saturday in the second half. So, that's maybe been the frustrating part if you're a fan as they have shown glimpses, but that would, that would be a decent path for Oklahoma if that's the way things shake out. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I mean, if you look at it, Cincinnati, as we said, they already won at Cincy once. It's a decent matchup. Iowa state. Uh, you, you don't know. I mean, that's probably more favorable, definitely more favorable than Houston. I think it's much more favorable than Kansas bad game against Baylor, but still, I think Baylor's better than Iowa State, in my opinion. So, I mean, I feel like if you were Oklahoma, that is probably the desirable path. As far as other teams go, is there somebody who you think is a better matchup than Cincinnati? I mean, there's being Texas thrown out. And obviously, everybody, there's a lot of games to be played, right? Every team has four or five games left. This this picture will shift heavily 
But is there somebody else in that mid-tier, Texas maybe, Kansas State, who you think Oklahoma matches up better against than Cincinnati? It's so hard because, you know, even that Texas game uh, a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago, that was a game OU led and then completely collapsed down the stretch and lost by 15. I didn't come away from that thinking Oklahoma can't compete with Texas. I came away from that thinking, good Lord, that was an awful second half collapse where they just completely ran out of gas. So it's going to be interesting to see what that matchup looks like in Austin. Oklahoma almost got a win in Austin last year. Uh, that was a game that really came down to the wire. It's so hard because, because Oklahoma, I do think, I mean, they got a win at Kansas state. They beat them by 20, but the, if anybody that watched that game, Kansas state just looked awful. Uh, and I, in a way that I don't think is actually indicative of, they just, they literally couldn't hit a shot. And I think if they were able to hit a shot at all, they might've won that game. So, I mean, I think the easiest thing is someone like West Virginia that Oklahoma beat pretty handedly uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, at home. I think that would be a game that's like, okay, you would need to win that game or like you should win that game uh, if you're Oklahoma. As far as, far as the mid-tier teams, I, I think they could beat Kansas State or Texas. The only teams that I don't – I wouldn't really give that much of a shot for Oklahoma to win is Houston and Kansas. I think they could beat Texas Tech. They should have beat Texas Tech a few weeks ago at home. I think they could beat Texas Tech. I think they can beat Texas. I think they could beat Kansas State. TCU is a little bit more of a toss-up in my mind. There's paths. Like, if you told me, if you told me right now, Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma gets to 20 wins entering the Big 12 tournament, and they win two games at the tournament, and they're a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, and they beat someone like Iowa State at the Big 12 tournament, that wouldn't shock me at all. It really wouldn't. If you told me they lost all five of their games to end the regular season and didn't win a Big 12 tournament game and they missed the NCAA tournament, that wouldn't shock me either. And that's almost been the microcosm of Oklahoma under Porter Moser is throughout the season, you see both sides of the spectrum of a team that looks really good when they look good and looks really bad when they look bad. So you just kind of, I mean, you're hedging your bets when you say it like that. We need to know, is OU making March Madness, yes or no? What is the expert prediction on it? Didn't know you were going to put me on the spot. Oh, I, I, I'm going I, to. I hedge, my, I hedge my bets. That's what I do. I try to go as long as I can without actually putting a, a stake in anything. So I am always so I always come out on top. It's the full court press right now. I'm mulling it over. We need to know, is <laughs> OU making the, is are they making March Madness? Excuse me. If you're just a yes or no answer, I think they make it. I do. I think, again, because they control their own destiny. They don't need a bunch of stuff to go right. They know, I promise you, they, they won't say this publicly, but they know what they need to do. They need to beat Oklahoma State, and they need to come back and beat Cincinnati at home. Do those two things, and you win, and you're, and you're in. And now part of this is going to be contingent on – Rivaldo Sorez, I think he's a, he's a huge part of this team. I don't know if Oklahoma can make a real run with anything without him. He's been that good. And John, they need John Hughley just as a body that can come in off the bench. I, I don't know how what their bench looks like really outside. I mean, I know what it looks like. It, it's they need him. They need his veteran presence. They need what he can bring. Um, 
I, I think Oklahoma makes it. I think they know what's at stake. They know this is a huge year. They know there's so much that rides on the future of this program, depending on whether they make the tournament or not. I think they make it, but I'll say this. I'll do this. I think they make the NCAA tournament, but I will say this. If they lose on Saturday, they will not make it. That's my prediction. And so, again, that puts the – look, Oklahoma basketball has been a little bit of a roller coaster. This year it's been a little bit of a roller coaster the last three years. But if you're a fan of OU basketball, it really doesn't get much bigger than Saturday in Stillwater, not only for OU's tournament chances, but the fact that it's – likely the last bedlam game for quite some time. So the stakes really couldn't be higher. And plus with, with some noise about Porter Moser's future with the transfer portal continuing to be a thing, it's just Oklahoma needs a win on Saturday, bar none. And I think if they win that game, they make the tournament. If they don't, I don't think they do. That's trying to make it concrete. That's, that's my prediction. See, I'm a little more optimistic than you are with this. You said 20 is the number to get to. I think they get to 21. I I really do. I think 21 is where they end up win-wise. If you look at Texas, what they have at the end of the season, they go to Kansas, they go to Lubbock, they host Oklahoma State, they go to Baylor. More than likely, they're going to be finishing the year, obviously hosting Oklahoma, having lost three of their last four. If Oklahoma is coming off a competitive game against Iowa State or a competitive game against Houston, as well as wins against Cincinnati, wins against Oklahoma State, I think how Texas stole the one in Norman, I think there's a decent chance OU goes goes and steals the win in Austin. Maybe it's crazy, but as you said, I didn't leave the Red River rivalry saying, wow, there's no way they can beat Texas. I left it saying, wow, they fumbled the bag. They absolutely folded like a lawn chair. That's how I left the game. You talked about it earlier as well. I think they get that win. I think they get their rematch. I think they get their victory in Austin. I think they go into the Big 12 tournament probably as a, I guess I'd put them as what, a six or seven, more than likely the seven. Probably. Probably win round one, get your head beat in by Kansas or Iowa State, whoever that would be in round two, but make March Madness. And then that leaves me to my last question. How far can they get? You say they say they beat Oklahoma State, so they get to the 20 wins. They win a game, they lose to Iowa State or Kansas, whatever it looks like. How far can this team realistically get in March? What's the ceiling? So I don't I don't want to be overly pessimistic because I, I do think there is a version of this team that is pretty good. I, I really do. I, I think if JV McCollum's hitting shots and if if Otega Owe is playing really good defensively and if they've got if they've got Rivaldo Sores and they're they're hitting shots, I think this is a pretty decent team. So in terms of the ceiling. I think they could win an NCAA tournament game if they get there. Now it would depend on it would depend on matchups, and that's part of the the fickle nature of the NCAA tournament, right? Is is we may we see teams make runs all the time that you don't necessarily predict they're going to make a run, or they win two or three tournament games, you know. So it's it's hard. I, I think the ceiling, if you're asking me, I think what the best version of this Oklahoma team could do is win a round of sixty four game. I do. I, I think they could get there and win one. But the, again, that comes back to I think the floor for this team is missing the NCAA tournament altogether. So um, I think if I were to make a prediction, I would probably split those two realities and say they went, they make it to the NCAA tournament but don't win a game. Um, but I think they could. But again, it's I've said it several times now. But this is gonna to me, it's gonna come back to as much as they need a lot of things to go right. 
They need a number one scorer who hits some shots down the stretch. And to me, that's JV and McCollum. So that's the player. If Jamie and McCollum ends the regular season, well, gets the big 12 tournament with some momentum and plays well there too, then that might change a little bit of my outlook on what this team can do, but he hasn't hit shots consistently in big 12 play. So that's to me, it almost as much as they need a lot of things to go right Their their future this season is almost tied to what Jamie McCollum can do. And that's kind of why they're six and seven right now. He's had some good games and he's had some really bad games in Big 12 play. But I I think I they should make the tournament. I think they will. They should. I think they could win a game there. And heck, just making the NCAA tournament would be a successful season. Winning a tournament game would be you you're you're ecstatic if they win an NCAA tournament game. That's humongous. But again, it all comes back to do they get a win or not on Saturday? Because there is, I mean, I'll just say this. They're, if they finish the regular season with 18 wins and don't get a Big 12 tournament win, I think they're cooked. So I, season's I over. Yeah. It's, and, and I'll say that to your point, um, I shouldn't, I don't mean to suggest that there's no way they can beat Houston or that there's no way they can beat Iowa State or there's no way they can beat Texas. I don't think that's true at all. I'm just, if you're trying to project games they're going to win, I don't know if you would put those games in that column but i think they could certainly be competitive and maybe even win one or two of those if they're playing at their best yeah no i i agree i mean at the end of the day like you said this team the goal is simple go dancing right that's what every team wants to do that's what porter moser and the squad that's what they've been aiming to do and once you get there we've seen porter moser do it before you never know who's going to make a run i mean once you get into that march madness tournament the season's it's reset really i mean obviously you have your seed but it's best of one it's best of one. It's the craziest event in sports. But Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. If you haven't already, go check out the Oklahoma Drill podcast. And as I said last time, if you're not subscribed to OUinsider.com, what are you doing? It's the best news. We have guys like Parker Thune, Jesse, Brian, Brandon, Brody. The team, we're putting out the best content, in my opinion. Go check us out. Go subscribe. Only $9.99 a month. Thank you so much for listening. Hit the subscribe button. Mullen over. Blake Mullen, thank you, everybody. Peace out.